If you love Arizona small school basketball, don't miss out on our Patreon. Here you can get bonus exclusive content that you cannot get on the podcast weekly. It's in our link tree. Go check it out. I promise if you're an Arizona small school basketball fan, you're going to love it. Here we do deep dives on teams, players, games, anything you can think of. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Don't miss out on your chance to join the small ball army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Reyes, is here with me as always. If it's your first time joining us, I don't know where you've been at, but here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. We've got a great episode in store for you guys today. We're going to talk about ALA versus Rancho. We're going to talk about Cicero versus PCD. We'll talk about Bobo at St. David or St. David at Bobo. We've got a lot of great things in store for you guys. So let's get into it. We're going to start with ALA versus Rancho. Okay, Reyes. So okay. let's talk about this ALA versus Rancho. Here, here's the thing. There's a lot of great games this week. ALA versus Rancho was probably one of the best games that we had all week long. Give me your biggest overreaction from this game. The biggest overreaction? Give me a huge overreaction because I got a crazy overreaction. I don't know if you're going to meet me there or not. But I don't think I can meet you. I'm trying to think. And um, it could be for either side, Rancho or for ALA. What's an overreaction from this game you got? An overreaction would probably be... Rancho should be worried. Rancho should be worried. I guess. Like, the separation between the teams is not as far as we once thought. Hmm. See, I'm going the complete other way. ALA should be worried? No. I think I think this just means that ALA is just really good compared to, like, a Rancho. Yeah. Here's my overreaction. You ready for this? I'm ready. ALA is going to be in the Final Four. That's why it's called the overreaction. You're supposed to sit there and be like, wait, what? That, you think in the Final Four? Final Four, baby. I mean, the way they were playing and that Iron Shell kid, man, he can just score the ball flat out. Any time he catches the ball. He's like a Any time and he puts the ball up, I mean, he's, he's draining it. He's shooting with a ton of confidence. He's playing really good right now. We talked about him a little bit in our last episode, so I don't want to go off about this kid again. But Steph Ironshell is somebody who is definitely the catalyst for for ALA. You know, I mean, I don't even that's not even a question. You watch them. He is their best player. He's their best shooter. Here's the thing though, I think that and we've talked about this before about ALA too. Outside of Ironshell, I think there was maybe two kids that attempted a three. Like attempted. Yeah, like you're for right. for ALA. Sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I think just kind of by committee, this team's got to figure out how to get their other kids more confident shooting the ball. You know, obviously ALA's heavy dribble drive. What did you think about Ramos in this game? I thought overall there was like spurts and flashes where it's just like this kid cannot be stopped. But then there was mm. plays where he looked human. He looked human. I love that. He looked a little human, honestly. <laughs> um, I thought ALA actually did a pretty decent job against him um, in the first quarter. Rancho came out very in a very aggressive 2-3. ALA did a decent job breaking it down. 
they just weren't able to convert or finish in that first quarter. Iron Shell did hit two threes, though, to start off the game. Ramos, big block off the glass on Noah Draper. Mm, you mm-hmm. see that block? That block was pretty dirty. It was a good one, yeah. It was a pretty good one. Uh, Rancho's guard doing a good job just getting downhill and just, you know, they weren't really converting in traffic. A lot of great takes from both teams, just not a lot of finishing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first quarter. Second quarter, uh, like I said, Ramos was just getting big inside, and that's when I was saying, like, those flashes where it's just like, literally no one can stop this kid because he's able to put it on the floor. You know, he'd do a little drop step to the mid, and he was just kind of getting whatever he wants. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I put, like, this thing on my notes. It was, what is going on with the buzzer? Because during that game, the second quarter, the buzzer went off for, like, a solid, like, two minutes. Oh, did it? I didn't even notice that. It was like, I was watching it muted, so. And it just kept going. I was like, what in the world? And then finally Coach Trigg just started jogging, you know. Took the coaching hat off, put the AD hat on. We've seen a lot of AD coaches do that before. We've seen that, you know. They had to go do what they got to do, and – he fixed it. Game got rolling, and here's what I thought about Ramos too. Since you since you mentioned that, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about it. I think when Ramos chooses to go down low and really establish himself, I don't think there's anybody that can actually guard him down there, especially yes. in the two way. Like there's nobody that could stop him. I thought he settled a lot in this game. A lot, of, a lot of jump shots. Yeah. yeah, which is okay because he can shoot those, right? But I kept some stats on just the shooting-wise. Rancho, and I know these are going to be a couple off, but they're not far off. Rancho from three for the game, the, the stats that I have is there were two for 21 from three. Yep. And I might be off a little bit on that, but I know that it's only by just a couple because my son came in and he, like, grabbed my phone and threw it across the room while I was watching it. So, I mean, that's why. But I just thought they settled a lot. Now, a lot of those shots, they were good shots. They were open, you know, but some of them weren't. And I thought, I don't remember how many Ramos took himself, but I thought he took a lot. He's got the ability to make those, you know. But I just think moving forward, putting putting Ramos on the block or in those high post situations, I mean, he's unguardable, you know. And I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that in the high guard post because to open up the second half, Ramos, you know, he starts out with an assist. He gets two drives to the basket and he sets a tone early. Mm-hmm. ALA goes up. I mean, Rancho goes up, and then they use him as a passer really well too. I like he it. sees the floor really well. He's mm-hmm. obviously just a pretty uh, versatile big, honestly. And uh, ALA went on like a two and a half minute scoring drought where they just could not get anything going. Mm. Then they finally picked it up, made a little run, and then Rancho just turns the energy on D. Like they just, you know, like as you mentioned, Rancho probably has the best defense in the two way mm-hmm. or in small ball. Sure. Um, I don't know about small ball, but in the two A, they were really getting the after. You know, kind of disrupting ALA a little bit. But on ALA side, Luis Guerrero, Guerrero, playing tough on offense, making plays when Iron Shell was out. Was that number two? That was number two. He mm-hmm, was hitting yeah. little floaters off the glass, uh, getting the paint, kind of setting up his team. He had a nice and one take. He like, did acrobatic in the yep. lane. That was really good. No, he did. And I was just kind of recap the third quarter. The qu- fourth quarter was just kind of the same, back and forth, both. Playing really tough, solid defense, converting, making plays. Some are not, and it just kind of came down to the wire. I don't think Rancher really was able to convert to down the stretch, mm-hmm. so it goes to overtime. But then the overtime. Well, can we talk about the really quick how ALA goes to stall at like a minute fifteen left, right? They're doing that little dribble weave thing, and who comes up with the steal and makes all the way down to the to the end of the other like goes coast to coast euro step inside hand finish. It's Ramos. Mm-hmm. That's your. Just think about that. Your six-six center gets a steal on the perimeter, 
and he goes the length of the court in traffic, in transition, you know, Euro step, side step, inside hand finish, and that, I mean, that's that's impressive. There's that's not really, many That's kids. very impressive, yes, I agree with you. I don't know how many teams they're big can do that, you know, so I, I thought that was, that was really good to kind of highlight. No, and then pretty much in overtime, just to recap, Rancho's defense was kind of the, de- the deciding factor of the game. They really just turned up. They just kind of knew that it was their game, and they just elevated, and they just took control, I felt like, in overtime. They got a lot of steals to start off the overtime, a couple of N1s, and then, like I said, they just kind of carried the momentum and got a pretty huge win over ALA. I'm going to give some, what do you say, flowers? Give flowers. Flo- what, what, why do you say that? Give people flowers. Give people flowers. I don't know. It's just like a compliment. Oh, like so it's like you're you're building someone up. You're either building someone up or you're just like, hey, I'm paying respect to you. Cause okay, so I'm going to give respect or give flowers to Sagith Vargas. Because those and one plays that you're talking down about. The sh- down the show. I don't know how he made that one where he, like, he I know. went up and it was just like, he just literally threw the ball straight in the air. I know. And if I remember right, he had two and one plays that Correct. were huge in overtime that Correct. helped them get the win. And if we're being honest, too, he got fouled. He went at the end of regulation. He went and crashed the boards. He got the rebound and went up for a shot. He sh- he got fouled. He probably, I mean, Coach Trigg was there. I would have been doing the same thing. He was like, hey, that's a foul, man. They should have been shooting free throws to win the game at the very end, but they didn't. Yeah. But I just thought Vargas, <clears throat> we talk about Ramos a lot with Rancho, but Vargas, is he was the one who really lifted them up over over ALA at the end, I think. But Yeah, so that's a solid win it overall. Was, it was a great win. It was a great atmosphere, you know, super fun. I think that ALA... Maybe we're sleeping on them. Maybe we have been sleeping on them. I told you my overreaction. You know, that's not what I actually think. That's an overreaction. You know, so that's not a prediction. That's just if I was going to go crazy after this, Rancho is for sure a playoff contender in the 2A. You know, they're going to be oh, there. Almost definitely. Like, they're going to be there. ALA just took it to them. And I don't think that this speaks to Rancho not being good. I think this shows ALA playing up and showing what they can potentially do, you know. I agree. I just feel like they need to find a way to get their supporting cast some more confidence and, like, actually being able to take shots. Because if you watch, you know, obviously ALA's heavy dribble drive, but if you watch, they kick it out, and those kids, almost all of them do, like, a head fake. They're not really looking to shoot, though. They're not looking to be a threat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're trying to get into the lane and kick it out, which is great, and they do it really effectively. But, man, if you just... If it's not a dump-off to Noah... Draper, mm-hmm. or you just kick out to Iron Shell, or for him to create himself something. I just feel like, besides Luis, um, yeah, I just feel like kind of ALA was just kind of stagnant. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I think ALA has some really good things going for them, but they still have some time to get better. Their next big game that they match up against is uh, actually, I mean, their next huge game. They have Mojave accelerated January the thirtieth. We should mention this, too. I forgot to mention this. We're recording this on Saturday. So there are some games that are going to happen tonight, like Saturday night, which would be January 21st, that we're not going to be able to cover. So just kind of throwing that out there. But from what we're talking about now up until, you know, like next week or whatever, their next biggest matchups will probably be Mojave Accelerated two times. They also got a Kingman Academy in there who's not bad. And they go to Trivium at Trivium. So we'll kind of see that look again. But I like LA a lot. I think those players just got to find a way to, to get a little bit better and a little bit more confidence going for them. Hashtag I agree. Okay, let's talk Cicero and PCD. Okay, The Cicero. Country Day Eagles. I was waiting for, like, an eagle sound. We don't have an eagle sound, so don't hit the sound. <laughs> okay, describe 
I'm putting you on the hot seat a couple a little bit right now, but that's okay. Put me on the hot seat. Okay, describe Cicero Prep in three words. Or with three words. With three words? Mm-hmm. Very, very tough. <laughs> I was thinking of like, you know, <laughs> like three separate. Like oh, like three separate words? It's all good, though. That's no, what, I, that's got, I, got you, I 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 got you. Okay, I think tough. I know what you need. You need this, right? I think that's what you need. That, okay, made, that, made, that made me feel, feel a little bit better. Okay, there you go. go um, tough, gritty. Mm, decisive. Ooh, decisive. Yes. I thought in that game when I was watching it, I thought Sis to be. This was another overtime game. We should throw that another in Another overtime game. And to be honest, that first half, I literally thought Cicero was going to. Pull away yeah, with it. Even in the second half, too, uh, Sister did a really great job just kind of putting it on them, playing really solid fundamental defense mm. in the half court. Um, they really did a good job holding number five on PCD in that first half. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like the way they were fi- they were shooting the gaps pretty well. They were very aggressive in the passing lanes. They got some really great turnovers, converted in offense. Um, I thought they were super disciplined. And I thought they were running some good stuff. They were passing really sharp. I mean, I, I was really impressed with Cicero Prep. I was very game. impressed with Cicero Prep. And then come that second half, it was kind of the same thing. You know, they were kind of doing what they needed to do. But, you know, PCD started climbing back. Some kids were hitting shots. Um, I forgot what number 24 name is, but it's James Jones' son. Okay. For is that a son? That's a son, James oh, Jones. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. That's James Jones' son, the Phoenix Suns um, general manager. His kid plays for PCD. Not a bad kid. Not a bad kid either. You know what I mean? He could put the ball on the floor. He shot fairly well against Cicero. Um, nice little mid-ranges. I liked it better when he was going downhill and really being aggressive towards the rim. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a lot of back and forth. Cicero was making plays. PCD was kind of making plays down that stretch. Towards the end, I thought Cicero was able to convert. They weren't. Game goes to overtime. And then I wonder what PCD's record is when they go to overtime at home mm. because – are you talking about just this season or are you talking about just in general? Just in general, because I feel like every time you take a game with PCD2 overtime, I feel like their odds of winning goes really up. Yeah, they win a lot. They I mean, we up. lost to them in overtime during the COVID season. I remember that exactly mm-hmm. at their place. And so it's like they just do a really, they've just been in those positions before. Um, and yeah, obviously, like I said, they were actually get a pretty good win over Cicero Prep. Now, I really like Cicero Prep. Can we talk about Yurkowski for a second? Sure. I mean, like, Yurkowski, if you look at even just his stat line, dude. And we've been hearing so much about this kid that, like, he was missing games for a certain reason or whatever. Currently, right now, Yurkowski is averaging 28 points per game, 13 rebounds per game, two assists per game, and two steals per game. Absolute monster. I mean, he's just putting up big-time numbers, you know? Yeah, for him, it's scary hours. I like that. You got that good. So you're getting the hang of like which one is which. I'm not there yet. I know you're not. I meant to hit that one the last time I hit the <sighs> other. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this kid, what's interesting is remember at the beginning of the season, we were talking about three kids here. It was uh, Yurkowski, it was Alway, and Meller. And then Meller. Okay. So Meller is not on the, he's not on the roster right now, which is interesting. I don't know what happened with him, but. I just feel like the, he has definitely picked up what what is missing with that third one because those are those three people that were just really going to go on a tear this season. I want to look and see Yurkowski 
and see what he was averaging last year compared to this year because I don't think he was averaging that much. I don't think so either. I think I, he's much improved is what I'm trying to say. Very much improved. He's like a 6'4", 6'5", uh, forward. Mm. Very physical. I just like his game overall. I think Cicero Prep is doing a really good job. I know he kind of fell off of them for a little bit, kind of like not like the beginning of the season, but like, you know, they just dropped a couple of games that they probably shouldn't have, but they did. And now they're really kind of bouncing back. I think this says a lot more for Cicero than it does for PCD. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Yurkowski last season was averaging 18 points per game. So he's up 10 points. He's I mean, just think about that, man. Now 10, the, 10 extra points is a lot for those of you who know. <laughs> I think everybody knows that. Well, I know, but I was just, I don't know what I was trying to say, but I was trying to say. Good job, Reyes. That was awesome. No, it's not that one. It's this <laughs> one, dude. Um, <laughs> That's not what I was going for. Okay, I'm done. I'm so stop. done. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So, uh, yeah, what's interesting? I, I would love to, I would love to know what happened with Meller. I have no idea because he was the one who was averaging the most last season, and he's not. He's not on the roster at all. So, we might need to do some digging on that. Just ASBP, to that out. please report to us. ASBP per ASBP. Okay, so let's let's do this flip side. Describe PCD in two words. In two words, mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting and <sighs> two words. You say disappointment or something, just because. Well, this is this is difficult for us. We dropped one last we, night. We just lost to PCD the other night, so we're like talking about this, and we're like you know building up PCD, which is very deserved, but you know they just kind of whomped us. They whomped us, you know. Yeah, it was pretty um, bad. I don't know, like shooting, and then I'm and I'm I mean, I'm unbiased, honestly, fellas. You know us, we're ASBP. You know, um, I can't think of another word. What do you got for me? Two words: Blake Sosnowitz, Bullet number five kid. The the shooter kid. You know, he's their best kid. And the kid can score. He he can play, man. The kid has got a nice stroke. He's confident. I forget how many threes he hit against us the other night, but it was at least five. At I least. Think. And he's just got the ability to really go off, and a lot of their offense is predicated on getting him the ball and him shooting it. So I think, you know, moving forward for PCD, a, a point of emphasis is going to be get kind of kind of like ALA, like they sure. need they need to get the role players involved mm-hmm. because, and this is just us speaking a test to what we saw when we played against them mm-hmm. that first half when we took him out of the picture, and he obviously you know he got some shots, but he was missing, but we were playing pretty tight up on him. Um, PCD's role players weren't really a big factor mm-hmm. into that but game. But then in the second half, if you leave him, if you give him daylight, he's gonna knock down a shot. But not only that, though, we got to say this too: the other players also started to play with confidence. Sure, and started to do some good stuff. So I think what what you're trying to say, and I think that this is true, they need to find a way to consistently build that around in what they're doing. You know, because yeah. those kids have the ability to. But it's just kind of it's kind of an interesting one. But PCD, I mean, I like PCD a lot. They're definitely looking at making a push for the playoffs here at the end. I mean, they're well, they're definitely gonna hit the playoffs. It's just interesting to see how far they go. Right, that's what I'm kind of interested in, and I don't think it's overreaction to say they can make it to the elite eight. No, not at all. I could potentially see that for sure. Um, I mean, it, it's this is a super easy thing to say. I don't mean this as a cop out, but it all depends on. I mean, who are they getting matched up against? Yeah, that's fair to you say. You know, like who's on their side? If we, they have an easier side, then I mean, I could see them doing really good. But that's also the shooting wise. You know, I think a big piece of their game is shooting. And that's what's tough because if you look at the resume, 
um, when they've played the top tier teams, like a Trivium or whoever, they've been swamped. Mm. And it's not no disrespect; it's just the number. That's what the score is. Sure. And so it's like, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see because like their pool that they've been playing against is not super deep, but the teams that they did play that you know have a pretty decent resume they've lost sure. to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So yeah, I think you're right. It's all about obviously it's all about matchups, regardless for whatever in the tournament. But I think for them, they need to be have a very favorable just kind of path if they want to get to that Elite Eight round. Yeah, and I mean, they've got some easy games coming up. January 23rd, they got Mountainside, then they got Scottsdale Prep, and they're at Glendale Prep. And I, I could see them going 3-0 and then. Glendale Prep might give them a little bit of issues just because of their size, you know, and yeah, how they're coached true. and stuff. But then January 30th, they're at Rancho. And that's going to be a really good game. And you say this a lot, and I like it when you say this because it really is true. We're going to find out a lot about them when they face up against it. Rancho at, on the road. You know? Well, and that's what I'm saying because if you look when they – can you tell me the score between Trivium and PCD? Uh, yeah, PCD beat Trivium by quite a bit. Exactly. Um, so PCD beat Trivium 61 to 46. A very solid Trivium. Oh, I'm sorry. That was ALA. My bad. Let me go back one more. Hmm. My fault. I just didn't go back enough. Yeah, PCD, when they, and I, I should mention this too. I know you hate it when I mention this, but I feel like I need to say this. When PCD played against Trivium, Trivium was missing some of their kids. So that PCD beat Trivium 57 to 48. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. So it's like that, besides them, who else is like a pretty solid win that they got under their belt? Well, I mean, they beat Cicero Prep previously 72 to 48. And that's just a testament to Cicero Prep. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, it benefits Cicero Prep more than You know what I'm going to say, though? Yurkowski probably wasn't playing. You know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make the most sense. So, I mean, I don't know. And I, we might be totally wrong on that. You know, we're just here speculating. But, yeah. What do we know, right? Yeah. We don't know, we don't know anything. No, yeah. No, we know everything, right? So that's the problem. So, uh, so, you got PCD. And Cicero, I agree with what you said, Reyes, that I think this is a lot bigger for Cicero than it is for PCD, but still PCD ends up taking the win, and they just keep going, man. And, and I really like them leading into the playoffs. I like their shooting. One of the best shooting teams that I've seen in the two-way probably up to this point. Yeah, they're a very good shooting team. Mm-hmm. And I, what my point was trying to make, I forgot that they played Highland and Phoenix Christian. That's what I was trying to make. When they played that upper echelon of the two-way, sure. they fell short. Right. So it's just like, Obviously, with Rancho, this is obviously going to say a lot for us. If they're able to keep it a game and potentially get a win. Don't you kind of love that, though, that they've already played those teams? I mean, it's good, and it's got to make them hungry. You know? Oh, yeah, because Coach Shane, he's going to do a great job just adjusting and being ready for the next time go round and, sure. you know, whatever that may be. Okay, so let's move on to St. David at Babo. Okay, this is really interesting, and... I don't know, man. We were wrong about a lot of things in the small ball. We previously, before the season started, remember we talked about the 3A super competitive, and then the 2A and the 1A was going to be a little bit more like there's maybe four teams, three teams. I think there's a lot of teams. It's wide open. I think there's a lot. I think 2A and 1A is a lot more like the 3A than we thought it was going to be, which is super fun and great. St. David is at Bobo. Uh, St. David ends up getting the win on the road over Baba Kavari. And here's the thing, man. St. David's height and their length is going to help them in every single game that they're in as far as in their conference. 
there's not a lot of teams that have the size and the length that St. David does. And there's just not. Uh, they get this win. Let me get the score spread here. 51-49. to 49, And, again, it's on the road. And, man, it, like, both of these teams, it was kind of hard to watch for, like, the first three and a half quarters, man. Like, both teams struggled to get into any type of, like, offensive rhythm. And it was just like a bunch of Baba Kavar was putting a lot of pressure on. So St. David was struggling with it a little bit. But they were handling it okay-ish. And it was a lot of broken plays and, like, maybe, like, a kick-out three and then, like, a miss and then a layup, a rebound, and then put it up. And then, like, Baba Kavara would come down and be a little bit out of sorts. It was really not fun to watch, the, which I was kind of disappointed about. And then, like, the last, I don't know, part of the fourth quarter, maybe like the last five, six minutes of the fourth quarter, both teams kind of started to get into a little bit more of a rhythm. And I actually really liked the action that Baba Kavari was running a little bit more than what St. David was running. But St. David did a really good job with, with what they do. So St. David runs like a super simple, like three guard front. And then you got two posts inside. They'll pass over to the strong side. And then everybody just screens away. And it's just that continuous like pass, screen away, pass, screen away. And it's very vanilla. There's nothing flashy about it. But the reason why it works so well is because they're so big and long and strong. They set good screens. They're either going to get mismatches or they're going to get some really good layups right there at the rim, you know, or some kickout threes because they can. They got a couple kids that can shoot it pretty good. Bobo is so much dribble handoff. You know, they clear out back cuts and then on-ball screens and handoffs, and they just try to get all this misdirection going, and they try to get to the rim. They really struggled for a time. A kid that I really want to highlight for Bobo is uh, number one. Uh, his name is Devin Anton or Anthony. He's averaging 19 points per game, nine rebounds, three assists, and five steals per game. This kid's just a competitor, man. And here's the thing, like, I think St. David matches up way better with any team in the 3A, but I would like – I could see Baba Kavari making it to the Final Four, even to the finals this year. Not because they're amazing. Not because they do it the, – those kids are just competitors, man. Like, they are so mismatched against St. David, and yet they competed at such a high level. They're right there in the game. They had a chance to win this thing. So – I really like Baba Kavar from this one and St. David as well. Obviously, they're in the same region. Did you see that that was Bobo's last game? I know. I saw that, which is crazy. Like, I've, most of these region tournaments don't start, like, in 10 days until January 31st in I the know. 1A. So, they're sitting for, like, 10 days. And then St. David has only one more game, too, and that's on a Wednesday. That's crazy to me, man. And I would hate that. How do you keep your kids engaged for that long? I don't know what you do. I mean... Cause I mean, yeah, because then look at this. You look at Rock Point; they don't finish their season until the thirtieth, and then they have their regional tournament. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Because maybe they have a region tournament, sure, like St. David and them. I see, I don't think they do though. It's not on their schedule. You know what I mean? So I mean, if I remember right, the one A, like for each region, it's a little bit different. For some, they might have it, and for some, they don't. It's just kind of by choice. I, I think it's by committee, like they vote on it, if I remember right, from a few years ago. But right now, with how everything stands, St. David would be the region winner over Bobo. Correct. That's if St. David doesn't lose, because who do they have Who do they have in their last game? Did you see that? Benson. Yeah. So, I mean, if they win that, they would They'd be for sure. Well, yeah, if they win that, I think they might also just, even if they don't win that, they would still be the at the top of their region. 
which means that we picked the region winner right for that one, didn't we? I think we picked St. David. We over did. Pick, we, we did pick pick St. David. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at North Valley. Yeah, they don't finish to the 30. So I guess like the consensus is pretty much this week or this coming week is the last week for the 1A. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's going to be fun. We're gonna, our next episode is going to be heavy 1A. Heavy 1A, bracket talk. That's going to be fun, Bracket dude. challenge. I'm super excited about all that stuff, man. We're, we're coming up with some like, fun ideas, too, because obviously last season when we did the bracket challenge, it was just kind of all out of sorts. I think this time we actually got a pretty good down how we're actually going to get things going. Maybe put it just on the Patreon. Oh, Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll let you guys know about that. But regardless, the 1A here is looking really, really good. So, yeah, we're going to get into our matchups of the week. Unless, Reyes, is there anything else that you wanted to say before we get into it? I think there was a couple other things, actually, we wanted to say. Like, just quick highlights, right? Oh, you better highlight Horizon Honors for me, please. Yeah, so let's talk about Horizon Honors for just one second. Uh, we're going to talk about all these teams uh, we just I don't know we could call this like a rapid fire segment or something sure but in in this segment we're just going to talk about some things that we've been seeing throughout this past week and some players we wanted to highlight that have done some really cool things and uh, yeah that's coming up next Okay, so let's talk about Horizon Honors really quick. They have been really tearing it up lately and doing a really good job with it. Do you remember we got to see Horizon Honors play, I think it was right before Christmas. Right before Christmas break, if I remember right. Correct. Yeah, right before the break we saw them play. And one of the things that really stuck out to us was their big. Yeah, he's a tough... What, would he be like 6'6", right around there? About 6'6", and he can stretch the floor fairly well. He finishes pretty good to his right. Um, overall, just a pretty solid player. Well, and I think the thing that stuck out to me is that he can really shoot the ball good, too, you know? He wasn't just a uh, a tall kid that could, like, finish inside. He could finish inside, but he he got a nice stroke to him, you know? Stroke that thing, Cuzzo. He did really good with that. That's correct. I'm Yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> okay, so they've also just been on a tear lately. Why can't I not find them on AZ Preps? I'm looking at them right now. Where the heck? Oh, there they are. There's certain teams that I can, like, never find when I'm scrolling through. I always have the hardest time finding PCD, and I have the hardest time finding a Horizon Honors. Horizon Honors has not lost a game since the very beginning of January and January 3rd, and that was against uh, Benjamin Franklin on the road. They have amassed wins uh, against Sequoia Pathway, Chandler Prep, Santa Cruz Valley, Tempe Prep, Ariti Prep, and St. Augustine. And some of those games are actually pretty close. So, I mean, they've really been tearing it up lately and doing a really good job. Uh, I wanted to highlight their big here for a second because he is definitely the player to watch out for with them in in all of this. I think his number is – I think he's number 21. I think it's Matthew McNini. Hold on, I'm scrolling through this thing because this kid deserves – to have his uh, his name set on here because he's tearing it up, man. He's doing a really good job. Okay, so it's that's actually yeah, it's Matthew McKinney. He is a twenty class of twenty twenty four six six big man. What really got us like you know really thinking about him right here is uh, one of their coaches. I think tagged us in a huge play that he had against Ariti Prep. It was an N one dunk that he got a leak out 
into transition. So he did a really great job with that. He's playing really tough right now. And he's, I mean, leading Horizon Honors into a really good second part of their season, into this last stretch. And here's the thing. I can see them winning out because every single game on their schedule is a team that they've already played and beaten already. So they have a really good chance to end this season on like a, what is that? It would be like a 10-game, 12-game winning streak or something like that? Yeah, you're correct. So Horizon Honors is doing some really, really great stuff right here. I really like them. So wanted to highlight them really quick. Okay, another thing I wanted to highlight, you know, my fighting frogs. You know, I, nobody loves the fighting frogs more than I do. They're awesome. Let's talk about Kevin Castillo for a second, okay? And let me tell you something about Tito Calderon. Tito Calderon is back for the Salome fighting frogs. So, I mean, they're, they're definitely someone that you cannot overlook. I wanted to highlight Kevin Castillo, though, because he just reached the 1,000 points mark. So huge congrats to him. Congrats. And he's been balling out and really stepping up and filling in all of that scoring void that has been lost because of uh, Tito Calderon. So huge shout-outs to Kevin Castillo. And then another kid that I wanted to shout-out is a kid from NFL Yet. David Jackson. What is with NFL Yet and these kids who can put up ridiculous numbers? I have no idea, man. It's something in the water. I mean, maybe, but this kid wasn't that playing. David Jackson was not there last year. Mm-mm. No, he so, was not. So, I mean, I guess he transferred in or something. But uh, right now, David Jackson, uh, so this game was a couple weeks ago, but he played against, NFL yet played against ALA, and I think it was at home, and he had 52 points against ALA, and I was like, oh, shoot, you know, like, who is this kid? So I was doing some research on him. And this kid is averaging, if I remember right, he is averaging 32 points per game and I think like 15 rebounds. And the kid is just a freaking stud, man. The kid is at 6'5". I was watching a highlight reel of him. I actually shared it on Instagram where he was, I mean, he can get to the rim. He was able to take some pull-up jump shots, you know. And as a big, if you know, you're 6'5", and you're able to do pull-up jump shots like that, that's extremely impressive, and obviously that is looking to – that's another level, you know. How many kids can shoot set shot threes? There's a lot. All right, how many six five kids can take you off the dribble and shoot a pull-up jumper? There's not many, and he's one of them that can do that. Really good athletic body, and, yeah, he's averaging 32 points per game. I'm sorry, I, I fudged on the rebounds. I said 15 rebounds. It's not that much. I just wanted it to be. I was just so excited. 32 points per game, nine rebounds per game, 2.3 assists. He's doing really good. And just like his size, he's 6'5", uh, 180 pounds. So he's got a really good body on him. And, I mean, definitely anybody looking into NFL yet, I mean, you gotta have your you got to have your eyes open for this kid. You know, I mean, th- this kid is definitely one uh, that you got to try to figure out and stop. Okay, is there anything else that you want to say about this? Because I just want to say that stuff. I mean, we could talk about Santan Charter for a second, but, I mean, they're just rolling They're they're, they're just kind of taking care of business. They're doing so. everything that they need to be doing. So. And so I it's mean. not like we're just disregarding them, but they're just taking care of business. I know. So I just mean, keep it up. Yeah. That's great for What them. else can we say? Yeah, I know. That's I think that's about it with that. Is there anything else? Any other players you wanted to highlight or anything? Uh, No. Let's get on to the matches of the week. Okay, let's get to our matchups of the week. Okay, so let's talk matchups of the week. 
Reyes, I gotta say sorry, dude. I have been giving you a lot of heat for your matchups of the week. And guess what? Every single fire. one that you've picked are like oh, overtime, double overtime. You've done great, man. So great job for you. Thanks, man. Are you not entertained? <laughs> okay, so who you got, man? Let's talk matchups here. So let's talk matchups. So uh, Monday, I didn't really see anything that really grabbed my attention. So okay. I'm just going to kind of bypass that. Okay. Sorry, Monday games. The big disrespect to all you teams playing on Monday. Reyes did Huge. not think you were hey, worthy. Correct. <laughs> okay, go on. Make that known. Uh, Tuesday, though, three games that I thought we need to cover. Okay. Snowflake at Holbrook. Oh, that's a good one. Pima at Bisbee. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. There you go again. <laughs> Phoenix Christian at Highland Prep. Yes! Phoenix Christian at Highland Prep. I just I, We could just focus on that one, dude. Or we can focus on the other ones. I know. We could focus on all three. That's fine. So, okay, Snowflake at Holbrook. They haven't met up yet. Mm-hmm, they haven't met yet. Snowflake's eight, and I believe Holbrook is, I think, within the top five, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah, they're up there. Uh, wait, no, they lost. Didn't they drop a little bit? I don't think they dropped out of the top ten. Yeah, I don't think that dropped out of the top ten, but I don't think they're up towards, like, the four. Check for me real quick while we fact check this. Um, as I mentioned early in the season, Jeff called me crazy when I said, don't sleep on whole Snowflake. Holbrook is six. Exactly. Six Snowflake is eight. So, exactly, don't sleep. Yeah. Jeffrey over here deserves to go, wah, 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 but I don't know which one it is. Thank wait. you for not doing that. Because he called me crazy when I said that Snowflake would be a top 10 team. I did call you crazy. And guess what? Snowflake is legit. They're such a great team, man. I tell you, don't sleep on them every yeah. year. And you guess what you do? Well, it's been like the you last three t- no, years. No, you, you tuck in your bed. You tuck your bed in and you go to sleep. That's true. I, I do. <laughs> That's good. I didn't see what you were doing there, but now I get it. That's now funny. you get it, man. So wake I up. So who you got in this one? Snowflake or you got Holbrook? I got Holbrook. Even though I know Snowflake, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I just boasted you guys up. I got Holbrook in this one. I know. That was weird what you did. You just boasted them up and they're like, yeah, they're going to lose. Well, I think they're a very good team, but I lo- Yeah. I know. I get what you're saying. I got to rock hard with the, Holbrook, the core of Holbrook. Mm-hmm. It's at Holbrook. I think the crowd's going to be bananas. Mm-hmm. And I just think that Holbrook, you know, just kind of thrives on the crazy energy and stuff like that. Quinn sure. Thomas is playing pretty well. He so is, it, man. Same with Brendan Tapaha. Lights out shooter. Uh-huh. Let's just call that what it is. And then Noah Brown, obviously, is doing what he needs to do. Hopefully, uh, my Tapaha is healthy, fully healthy. He is. Season. I've been seeing him playing, like, every game, I think, now. Well, that's good. So, like I said, I think Holbrook, you know, does what they need to do. I think they get a pretty solid win. I'm going to go plus six against Snowflake. I think Holbrook wins. Give me plus 12, 60 to 72. Whoa. Yeah, I like Holbrook in this one. Okay, Pima at Bisbee. Pima. Pima by 25. 25? <laughs> sure. Oh, my God. What, what's your beef with Bisbee? I don't got no beef with Bisbee. I'm just you're done. Per- no, you're pretty much saying that Bisbee ain't a real number four team in the state. I'm just saying. Just say it. Hey, say it. I am done counting out Pima, and I think the pedigree that Pima has been playing against like there's just there's nothing there. You so know? the first I, time they met, it was sixty-five to fifty-one. So you think Pima stretches that? Mm-hmm, I think so. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I knew that they had played already. I feel like look at who Bisbee has played compared to look at who Pima has been playing. No, you're right. I mean, come on now, come on now. It, it's, it's, it's day and night. Come on now, it's, it's day, day and night. night. You're right. right. Hey, you're right. I know we're in the studio here and it's really dark and all the lights and everything. I'm just you got to wake up, dude. I gotta freaking wake up. 
You're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm so sorry, Bisbee. It's no disrespect. You just kind of came on the scene out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. And I mean, that's no disrespect to Bisbee. I'm just saying. Kind of is, though, right? It, no, it's not. I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> what's it? Reyes just turned the lights on our studio to red because he's mad right now. <laughs> that was really funny. So, yeah, I just feel like. Yeah, it's no disrespect to Bisbee. I just think PMO's been playing against higher-level competition, and they've been competing really well. That's fair. So No, okay, I'm with you on that. Their biggest win's probably against St. David. Yeah, sure it is. Probably is. Anyways, and then Highland Prep, or Phoenix Christian at Highland Prep. Now, this game was a star-studded matchup. It was so good the Tommy first Randolph time. Tommy Randolph was going crazy at their hometown, in the home, home gym, dunking it, going bananas. Now, how does Michael Scott say it? How the turn or how the table how the turn how the turn, turn tables. tables, and that's all he says. That's all he says. Um, office reference. Who do uh, you have? Who do you have in this? I'm gonna go with Phoenix Christian. Are you going PC again? I'm going PC again. Do you think it's as close as it was before a two point game? No, I think, I think PC is able to stretch it a little bit further than they did. I'm rolling with Highland on this one. Give me the Honey Badgers. I'm gonna go the Cougars. Going into the Honey Badger Den and eating the Honey Badgers. Plus Wait, five. Hold on. I, I got I to gotta get some off my chest, dude. What? And this is this is weird, but I got to get this off my chest, okay? Get it off your chest. So I've been on Facebook scrolling through videos, you know. And I don't know how, but somehow my algorithm just got completely shifted to like animals and animals attacking other animals in the wild. Maybe it's because it's hearing how much we're talking about whatever, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Can Maybe I, Can a honey badger kill a cougar? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. But I saw a video of like eight hyenas and they were eating a zebra live and like this they the one hyena like slashed its Achilles so it couldn't run and then the zebra fell down and these eight hyenas started eating the zebra from its butt. Like, they started from its butt. So the zebra was alive. For The video was, like, 10 minutes long. I watched the whole thing. I felt like a sick freak. Sorry, that's just totally random. But uh, we're going to figure out if a honey so, badger so can. Te so technically, what I was just found just right, I, I just typed it, can a honey badger kill a lion? Okay. It just says, in fact, honey badgers have been known to chase the young lions and kill them. But think of <laughs> wait, time out. <laughs> but wait, a cougar's not a lion. Uh well, like a mountain lion. We never figured out what's the difference. It's the same. We can't do this again. It's the same. No, you're yeah. right. No, you're right. So I'm I'm rolling with the honey badgers. I'm gonna find a video to see if a honey badger, if there's evidence of a honey badger. Oh wait, hold it. Cougar. What animals can defeat a honey badger? Honey badgers, particularly young ones, can be predated predated by larger predators such as lions, leopards, and hyenas. It's not, the, lion, it's, it's, cougar. Not the, it's not the Phoenix Christian hyenas, dude. Imagine. Well, hey, <laughs> if you ever, I swear, I bet there's a school out there. If a school ever names their mascot a hyena, jump off a hill. No, I think that'd be kind of cool. Hyena? I like that. Are you supposed to do like the little weird laugh they got going on? Yeah, no. That'd be interesting. You know I wonder what the coolest mascot is. I mean, we've done this before. The coolest mascot in the small ball? What's what what no like what I guess if you were to make a school, what would your mascot be? The bull weevils. The heck is that? You don't know what a bull weevil is? A a what? A bull weevil. A bull weevil? Mm -hmm. 
I'm about to look it up right just, now. Just look it up, yeah. And we're getting a little sidetracked. I just want to say this, that when I was in high school, <laughs> my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're stupid. Okay, so when that I was- That is disgusting, in, dude. Well, I know it is. It's perfect, man. Why would you want to be that? Okay, so here's my top three mascots. If I was in charge of opening a brand new athletic program, I'd pick Bull Weevils, the Criminals, thank you, Yuma. Yuma has a tight name. That's so freaking funny. The criminals. But they're not. Hey, but it's big school, so F them. Yeah, that's true. No, no, don't. don't, You can't say that on here. I can. Okay, fine. Hey, small ball overall. That's true. Small ball overall. So the bull weevils. um, Criminals. the, The criminals. And then the, what was my third one? I just had it in my head, but you made me lose it. Um. I can't remember, and I don't want to just say a random one. I had one, but if I remember it, I'll say it. But yeah. Anyways, uh, go bull weevils, whatever. When I was in high school, our principal had the option of changing our name, like our our mascot, and he was he was either going to stay the knights or he was going to switch it to the Wolverines. I thought the Wolverines would have been so cool, but he stayed with the knights. So that's Wolverines is pretty cool. I'm trying to think my top three. I think for me, for sure, I think one of them had to be like the Silverbacks. Ooh, like those gorillas? Yeah, silverback gorillas. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's intimidating. Not saying you'd be so intimidating, but a duck. No, it's stupid. Hashtag you, go Oregon. You, you just lost me on Go that. Oregon. Um, hey, I'm sorry that they're better than your stupid longhorns. Hey, if it wasn't, never mind. Just keep going. What's your last one? Then we got to move on. Okay, and then my last one. An animal? What? <laughs> no, it's so stupid. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Must like an otter or something, but no, okay, no, 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 no. What about like a freaking um, <sighs> built by Bama, dude? Crimson, an elephant, an elephant, an elephant. Yeah, oh, that's okay. That's not a bad one. Silverback's probably my best one I got going. Silverback, for me. that's a good one. What what would the school name be? I don't know, dude. The Ludell High Silverbacks. Is that your school? No. What was your school called? Faith Christian Academy. What was your mascot? The Knights. It's just a, such a dumb name. I hate that so much. Okay, continue on. What's another matchup we got? Moving on oh. to Wednesday, because th- that was Tuesday, yeah? Yeah, we just covered Tuesday, correct. So then for Wednesday, just one. Uh, Hayden at Cicero. Ooh. That was a good one. Hayden did drop one, though, the Fort Thomas. Mm-hmm. I did see that. I think they dropped. So, obviously, the rankings will change on there. But I think this is a great opportunity for Cicero to get a huge win at, over Hayden because this is at Cicero Prep Academy. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's mad about game. Cicero's, um, what do you call it, mascot? The Centurions? The Centurions? Centurions. Centurions. I thought Centurions. <laughs> Centurions. Okay. What's the difference between that and a Spartan? Um, I think a Centurion is like a Roman soldier. You think you're a history teacher and you're thinking. I know. I, I'm, yeah, it's a, it's a Roman soldier. That's a centurion. For all you guys know that, if you guys are history teachers, Jeff just looked that up. So I did not look it up. I'm Anyways, come right on, move on. Hey, Hayden has Cicero. I'm going to go ahead and say that your coach has a really big game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Cicero plus eight. I got Cicero plus five. Cicero plus five. It is a good top ten matchup, though. It's going to be fun. So maybe a primetime match for Wednesday. Maybe, yeah. We'll see if they make it. They make the cut. <laughs> Moving on to Thursday, there's only really two games I really want to talk about. It's Battle of the Christians again. Mm-hmm. SCA at, Gil- at Gilbert Christian. Ooh. I know. And for those of you that are like, uh, whatever, blah. 
Gilbert Christian may be a little bit down this year, but they're not down this year. No, but they're not, though. Yeah, it's exactly what you said. They're not. Their record might, if you were to just open up AZ Preps with no context and open it up, you might be like, oh, yeah, they're down. They're not, though. I I got Gilbert Christian in this one. Oh. <laughs> give me Gilbert Christian. I think they're due for one. Something's got to give. You know, it doesn't happen with us, but something's got to give for somebody, right? And I think it's going to be Gilbert Christian. By what? It's close, like three, three or less. Hey, how many freaking these Christian schools are going to be named Eagles or something? How many Eagles are there in the small there, There's a lot. I was an Eagle in college. I'm Pensacola tired of it. Christian hey, college. I'm, I'm tired of it. I am too. I'm not going to argue and say that, you know, I like it. But I'm tired of the Knights too. No disrespect to all you Knights out there. I'm just saying. So, Scottsdale Christian faces off against Gilbert Christian here, <laughs> and I really like it. It's at home for Gilbert Christian. You know they're tough to beat in their place. Very tough. I just, yeah, I got them by, like, three. I'm curious what Coach Keener's going to do for his attack plan. And oh, I know exactly what he's going to do. Monty, Elijah, and Weber are back. Yeah, I know exactly what he's going to do. What is he, he going to do then, since you know exactly what he's going to do? I know exactly what he's going to do. What is he exactly going to do? You want me to tell you? <laughs> That's the wrong <laughs> You want me to tell you? Sure. He's playing them straight up and man. I'm just telling you, we had Coach K on the podcast, and we talked about when they played against Valley Christian in the playoffs, and they had Jaden DeBoer. Yeah, that kid was a monster. Right? It was either Jaden or Jalen. I think it was Jaden DeBoer. I think it was Jaden. But he was a stud, and he was going off. I think he had like 30 at halftime, and they were just in straight men, and he his whole mindset is very similar to a lot of teams. You know, you spend so much time teaching your players defensive principles. And you just you roll with it, and like if a kid's gonna go off and get some points, that's okay. But like you trust the defensive principles that you've put into place. Coach K is not a type of person that's gonna throw junk. As the original I'm, Coach K. The original. Now, as I'm saying that, <laughs> no, watch he does it, and I just sound like an idiot on here. I would just be shocked if he did that. That's just not. That's not the Coach Keener way. It's not as in. It's not in his DNA, right? I don't think so. Okay, and that's then, gonna be a great game, though. Who you got? I think. I want to roll with Coach K, but I'm going to go with Scottsdale on this one. Okay. Don't hate me, but hate me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Scottsdale. I'm going to go plus five. Okay. I think it's a very close game. It's going to be so fun. Very fun. Okay. The next mass matchup, they met in a tournament. You want to take a guess who? The championship game in the matchup they met. Uh, I, I'm drawing a blank right here. They met in a championship in the tournament. In a tournament. Is it Yuma? Pima at Thatcher. Oh, that's going to be fun. Oh, oh. Hey, you're doing good with this. Thanks, man. So Pima at Thatcher. Pima at Thatcher. And if I'm not mistaken, Pima won by one. It was, I think, two. I'm looking right now. Take a a quick peek for me, please. Um, This game was so fun. They won by two. Thatcher won by two. Curtis played. No, I'm sorry. Pima won by two. Curtis played a very solid game mm-hmm. with alongside Napier, but I mean Pima's length. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on their one of their tough kids, best kids, six seven. What's his name? Oh Ashby. Ashby, kid's a monster. He can play. He can play straight up. He can play one through five. Honestly. Oh yeah, easily. Very versatile. Very mobile. I'm curious. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with Thatcher on this one. Call me crazy. It's at Thatcher. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm going with Thatcher too. I'm only because I felt in that game, 
Thatcher had the upper hand, but like I said, Pima just continues to fight. And I know we just said we don't want, never want to bet against Pima, but I have to here. Well, but see, we didn't say don't bet against Pima. We just say count them out. I'm not counting them out. This is going to be a good game. I just think Thatcher right now, I mean, look at their schedule, dude. Thatcher is freaking on a tear ever since that tournament. They lost to Buena 52 to 79, but since then, they have wins over Push, Sholo, Safford, Sabino, Tank Verde, who is up this year, and San Miguel, who's not very good, but they, they've gone through all that. They have been on a winning streak right now. Their chemistry is going to be way better. I think Thatcher wins this one. I think it's by five. I don't think it's by much, but I think they win it by five, and now they're going to keep rolling into the rest of their region. Mm, that's solid. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. You said Thatcher by five? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to piggyback on that one. I'm going to go Thatcher by five, too. Um this is this is primetime matchup, I would say. Primetime I think it's more of a primetime than Scottsdale GCA. Yeah, I agree. It's fair. So Friday, it's kind of all region play. So it's kind of like you pick your poison. Um, I mean, Globe at Florence, that's a pretty good game. Yeah, it's but true. It's a solid matchup. I just don't know if it's like the matchup. Yeah, I would say it's the matchup, even not even solid. looking at it. I'm going to go ahead and go Florence. Obviously, I'm going to go Florence plus 10. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to ma- mention that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not – I mean – Pushridge and Sabino. That's always a fun one. It's always a fun one, but it's just not really an attention grabber anymore. I know, yeah. You know? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's tough to really say. Snowflake and Blue Ridge. I mean, we only just talked about Snowflake, but that's obviously a really good game. Mm-hmm. Region play, number 10, number 8. Um, so there's heavy 3A games on this. this heavy side. 3A games. And then on the 2A side of things, and then for that Blue Ridge and Snowflake game, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Snowflake on that one. Snowflake? I like Snowflake. I like Snowflake on that one, too. Um, God, and then it's kind of tough after that. Like, the 2A doesn't really have anything that's really going to, like. That's fine if not. It's all good. And mm. then the 1A is starting to wind down. NFL, yeah, and Trivium Prep. That's kind of a fun one. But mm-hmm. it's not like. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just kind of want to mention some of those games just because Friday is kind of not dead, but it's just not it. Sure. Friday's not hitting like it used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just say that. And so. Okay, do, do we got anything for Saturday or that's it? Saturday. If you don't got nothing for Saturday, it's all good, man. Holbrook and Blue Ridge. Holbrook and Blue Ridge. Blue it's Ridge. a rematch. Rematch. Blue Ridge won on the buzzer. Mm-hmm. I think Holbrook. I mean, it's at Blue Ridge High School, but I think Holbrook. Yeah, I think Holbrook comes back and wins that one, too. Um, Yeah, so I think that's pretty much in the 3A, in the 2A. I and mean, he's mentioned it, PCDA Glendale. It's not one to really pull your hair back or anything like, whoa. Sure. And then for the 1A, I mean, I guess you can go El Capitan and Williams because Williams is playing pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just for the region tournament that they got going on. Sure. Yeah, I think that's it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of really great games that are going on. Something that is important, I think, to note is just the fact that we are going to start doing heavy 1A coming up into the next couple of weeks. Because we want to make sure that we cover those tournaments. We want to make sure that we cover, like, playoffs and seeding and stuff. But we want to thank you guys all so much for your support in the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. If you have not yet, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to the show. And then while you're there, leave us a five-star rating because we love that stuff. It really helps the quality of our show. And check out our Patreon, man. If you haven't checked out our Patreon yet, I promise you're going to love it if you're an Arizona Small Ball fan. It's going to be great, okay? Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast, and we'll catch you guys next week. Toodles.